This is Michael Popak. Civil cases produce evidence that prosecutors can use in criminal cases. That's so important. I'm going to say it again. Civil cases and their discovery mechanism produce documents and evidence that somebody like Jack Smith can use in criminal prosecutions. We're seeing it all over again in a civil case brought by two Fulton County election workers, uh, Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman, against Rudy Giuliani, where Julie, Rudy Giuliani, who's been a lawyer for, well, he's he's now suspended in one state and soon to be disbarred in another, but was a lawyer for 50 years, is screwing up the exchange of documents so badly that he's given the opponents, the plaintiff's lawyers, the opportunity to file a motion for sanctions, which they did on 7-11, what an unlucky date for Rudy Giuliani, against him, telling the judge that Rudy Giuliani in the last 18 months has not meaningfully participated in discovery in producing documents or evidence in this case, despite his requirement under the law and court order to do so. And as a result, he should get the equivalent of a civil case death penalty. The case should be decided against him at this junction without even going to trial that a default judgment should be entered against him because of what he's doing. That is the first headline for the motion that was just filed by Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman's lawyers. Rudy Giuliani will, you know, could likely seek, you know, likely be hit with default judgment as a result of game playing and failure to cooperate in his good faith obligations of discovery. Headline one. Headline two is that Rudy produced privilege logs, which I'm going to explain on a little bit of a breakout session of Legal AF right here, privilege logs listing in 25 pages all of the documents he is not at the moment going to produce, but that he has in his possession, claiming some sort of privilege, which means it has to be ultimately decided by the judge after seeing those documents in camera, a Latin way of saying only the judge gets to see them first and then decide whether they go over to the other side. Now, you're supposed to, let us let me give you the, 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 the teaser first for the privilege log, and then I'll tell you how poorly done the privilege log was for Rudy Giuliani further compounding his problems. Firstly, let's talk about the names that are in there. Even if I don't know what's in it, this just, if you ever had any doubt in this relevant time period of the end of the election in early November through Jan 6th and beyond, who Rudy Giuliani was working for and who was in his uh, and who was in his group, his gang, his civil conspiracy, his criminal conspiracy gang. Well, just look at his text message lists and you'll have no doubt. So if you go through there, you see the following names and groups and combinations of text messages. Bernie Carrick, Disgraced, disgraced former police commander in New York who went to jail and was uh, pardoned or had his sentence commuted by Donald Trump. Jenna Ellis, who just barely didn't lose her law license for all the work she did with Rudy Giuliani as an incompetent election lawyer, spreading falsehoods about the election, where she had to admit to her bar association, her bar grievance committee, that she, uh, to she told untruths about the election. Christina Bob right, who's cooperating with the Department of Justice and was the lawyer for Donald Trump for all things Mar-a-Lago and beyond, and signed the certificate falsely claiming that everything in this envelope was all of the top secret information that Donald Trump retained at Mar-a-Lago, and that was a lie. So you also have uh, Victoria Tensing. Victoria Tensing is a 
a, a woman who practices law with her husband, right wing, MAGA right wing. I mean, she just posted, we'll put it up here in my hot take. She just posted on her own social media that the um, arrest and the indictment in absentia, because the guy fled the country to Cyprus, this spy for China of Israeli and U.S. citizenship, um, that that whole uh, Chinese illegal lobbying, arms brokering, selling oil for the Iranians while an American citizen, that's all made up because he was also going to be a whistleblower for Joe Biden. But that, so that was her tweet we just saw. That Victoria Tensing, of course, is inside this, you know, QAnon fake election uh, huddle with Team Crazy and its captain, Rudy Giuliani, while they're trying to overthrow the election, at least in the court system. So Victoria Tensing. You have Catherine Fries. Where is Catherine Fries? We have to put her on the back of a milk carton because Catherine Fries used to be a lawyer who was very proud to work with uh, Rudy Giuliani and all the others, um, but she's nowhere to be found. She's so nowhere to be found that the lawyers in this defamation case against Rudy Giuliani have moved the judge to try to serve her, to find her, to serve her through alternate methods. She doesn't want anything to do with this case. She's a bar member somewhere, but they can't get her served. So, But, but at one time, she was happily and notoriously tweeting and texting and emailing with Rudy Giuliani. So she's in the text in the emails. Lara Logan, right-wing MAGA um, journalist. Mark Meadows is all over these texts with Rudy Giuliani during these relevant time periods, November through January. Sidney Powell, she should be disbarred as well. Cleta Mitchell, subject of criminal investigation by Jack Smith and the Department of Justice. Senator Townsend, why not throw him in there? Speaker of the Georgia House, Ralston. Well, we know what that one was about because um, that was recorded. And Fawny uh, Willis, the prosecutor in Fulton County, is investigating this phone call between Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, and the Speaker of the House, Ralston, in Georgia. Same kind of phone call that Rudy and Donald Trump made to Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers, in Arizona, trying to get him to throw out the election and participate in the fake elector conspiracy. Ken Cheesebro. Come come on down. You're on the text and email chain with, with uh, Rudy Giuliani, as we suspected, one of the architects of uh, using the Jan 6 Congress hearing and fake electors to stop the peaceful transfer of power. Um, and then you have interesting emails with, with Ray Line regarding lines that I'm sure Jack Smith is super excited about, like um, a 12-16-2020 text or email that says POTUS Findings, P-O-T-U-S. That is exactly the moment leading to the December 18th meeting in the White House that went on for six hours involving Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn, Rudy Giuliani, and the Overstock.com guy, they threw him in there, to talk about uh, uh, suspending the Constitution, invoking martial law, and seizing the uh, election equipment in order for him to cling to power, Trump to cling to power, and make presidential findings to support that conduct. So they were up to the point of presidential findings to support martial law. And that's in this cache of documents currently being withheld, but soon to be uh, sent over to the lawyers in the Shea Moss-Ruby Freeman civil defamation case. You see how I said at the top of the hot take, 
civil cases as a byproduct, pay dividends that can be used in criminal cases. And we're seeing it here. Boris Epstein, there's somebody who's likely to be indicted very soon by, by uh, Jack Smith, He's currently a lawyer for Donald Trump, but that never, that never stopped anybody else who was a lawyer for Donald Trump either getting indicted, arrested, or put in jail. And Boris Epstein is probably next on that list based on his conduct. He, Bernie Carrick, Jason Miller, uh, a very close advisor to Donald Trump, and Christina Bob are having texts and emails all during the relevant time period. The head of the Republican National Committee, Rona McDaniel. Come on down. You're going to be caught up in this conspiracy. Have you heard of senescent cells, also known as zombie cells? These old, worn-out cells no longer serve a useful function for our health, wasting our energy and nutritional resources. These zombie cells tend to accumulate in our bodies as we age, leading to the aches, slow workout recoveries, and sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle age feeling. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, packs seven of the most science-backed senolytic ingredients into one formula called Qualia Senolytic. And you can take it just two days a month for fast, noticeable benefits and a much better aging process. Senolytic ingredients are science-backed to support our body's natural elimination of zombie cells. Maintaining my pace in life is hard enough if I'm feeling in my physical and mental prime, let alone if I start letting age slow me down. That's why I use Qualia Cetolytic. My body and energy levels feel about 15 years younger after just a couple of months of adding Qualia Cetolytic to my diet. And I love how easy it is to take. Having more physical and mental energy for my family and friends is such a win in how I show up for those I love. My productivity has doubled. I feel invigorated and enthusiastic with a daily drive and enthusiasm to get things done. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. It's also backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. So you have almost three months to try Qualia Senolytic at no financial risk and decide for yourself. If you're in your late 20s or older, adding Qualia Cetolytic to your diet can play a crucial role in combating negative aging symptoms. Go to neurohacker.com legal for up to 50% off Qualia Cetolytic. And as a listener and viewer of Legal AF, use code LEGAL at checkout for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com legal to try Qualia Cetolytic with code LEGAL and start aging on your terms. And then there's somebody interesting, and I'm going to put a tweet up on this one. Myrna uh, Taroff. Myrna Taroff. Who is, people are saying at home, who at Popak, you've lost your mind. Who is Myrna Taroff? Well, according to um, Jenna Ellis and a tweet that she, that she put out, she, Jenna Ellis, and I got to get you the rest of this list because it's just, it's just fascinating. Are, we're all part of an election integrity board a phony election integrity board that was formed by Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani to run around as if they were trying to protect the election and not steal it from Joe Biden and the voters. And on this board, which are all part of this chain of conspiracy, and in the ele- in the emails and text messages for Rudy Giuliani are, here's the list on the text, Jenna Ellis, Ken Paxton, the soon-to-be-impeached uh, Attorney General of Texas, 
Real P. Navarro, Peter Navarro, who's also a subject, if not a target, of criminal investigation by Jack Smith because of his role in the in uh, the fake elector scandal. Bernie Carrick, we've talked about him already. Uh, Seb Gorka, right-wing extremist. And Myrna Taraf. Good for you, Myrna. Glad to see that Rudy Giuliani had to now throw you under the bus and properly reveal these things. Now, I said at the top of the hot take, his privilege log was garbage. Privilege log garbage. Why? Because I've been doing this for 33 years. And in a privilege log, you have to list enough data and information not to reveal the privilege you're allegedly protecting, if you you do have such a privilege, but enough for the judge and the other side to be able to have a coherent conversation about what the document is. So you don't have to reveal the privilege, but if you have a document, I'll give you an example. If Rudy Giuliani emailed Donald Trump to talk about uh, the fake elector scandal, then it should be listed on the privilege log, author Giuliani, recipient Donald Trump, CCs, if there are any, list them, subject matter, right? Then you'd have to come up with something that doesn't reveal the privilege. Uh, Elector certificates, I guess that would be enough, Uh, in battleground states, uh, and then the date of that, and then you have to give it a, a what's called a Bates number, a serial number at the bottom that's assigned to the case by the lawyers so they can keep track of these things. And then you can have this debate and the judge can take a look at it, at it in camera, which is, again, she gets to see it first, not the other side, and then make the decision. But his his log, we'll put up one page of it, his log is completely incoherent. Sometimes he doesn't even list the people's last names. It's like Andrew. I assume one of the texts is with his son, Andrew Giuliani, with all these other people, which would effectively waive the privilege. But who knows? He puts Michael, he puts Andrew. Um, The one that's interesting is there doesn't seem to be any text with POTUS, with Trump, which is totally ridiculous. The other thing that is hanging, hanging Rudy Giuliani on a short rope of his own making, is that remember, in dis- or let me tell you, that in cases, lawyers go out to get documents from third parties. It's called third-party discovery practice. You use a subpoena, and you go to somebody like Christina Bob and say, give me all the documents you have of communications with Rudy Giuliani. And she produced those, and so did other people. And the problem for Rudy is they produce things that he didn't produce, which means he's hiding them or he's lost them. And that's what the Lawyers have said in their motion for sanctions, we don't know if he destroyed them, if he has them, if he doesn't have them, but it doesn't matter because he had an obligation to preserve them. And you, Judge, in March, April, and May at hearings, warned him that he needed to preserve them. And his lawyers have come to court and said, well, we we think we think he preserved them. We're not sure if he preserved them. Maybe he preserved them. Wrong. These are the wrong responses in federal court to a federal judge. And then let me just bring it full circle. The federal judge that's presiding over this case, right, is Beryl Howell. For those that follow Legal AF and Hot Takes Like Mine regularly, that name will ring a bell. She was until recently the chief judge of the D.C. Circuit Court. And when she's not trying civil cases like this one, She had responsibility over all of the grand juries, including Jack Smith's grand juries. That's my stage voice, right? Uh, My stage whisper. And in that capacity, she evaluated whether, for instance, the crime fraud exception 
to the attorney-client privilege applied to strip Donald Trump from attorney-client privilege and therefore have those documents go to the government because they were no longer covered by privilege and force lawyers like Pat Cipollone, White House General Counsel, White House Counsel, Eric Hirschman, Deputy White House Counsel, um, ultimately Rudy Giuliani, uh, Evan Corcoran, Christina Bob found that they all had to testify. Donald Trump couldn't stop it because Donald Trump was more likely than not participating in a crime or fraud concerning the Mar-a-Lago documents, for example, and therefore did not have the privilege, did not have the privilege of having the privilege of attorney-client privilege. There's, there's a good way to sum up one sentence and three uses of privilege. Same thing could happen here. This judge is educated. She has a learning curve when it comes to crime, fraud, Trump, and others. So wait till the lawyers, if, if they don't get the default judgment that they wanted, and they go for these documents, which they're going to, they tell the judge, even if you found that there was an, a, an initial proper assertion of privilege over them, judge, crime fraud exception, they're all participating in a crime. You know that from the work that you did, Your Honor, related to Jack Smith's prosecutions. You see how this civil criminal ecosystem, this flow, these trade winds all kind of run into each other. Uh, and that's what we're talking about here on this hot take. So to summarize, civil cases help criminal cases because discovery sometimes is even more extensive there. And you get golden nuggets that stumble out just the way that the Dominion case against, Fo uh, against Fox News, right, created dividends for Jack Smith and also got Tucker Carlson fired. Same thing here. The Ruby Freeman Shea Moss case, which should have been settled a long time ago by, by Rudy Giuliani. In fact, the lawyers even mentioned that, that he had the potential for a settlement in his hands and he let it slip through because he's cheap and he's stupid. And I don't care what he was in the 90s in New York, that's what he is today and soon to be at a disgraced former lawyer and a disgrace to the profession. So they said, oh, he had it. He could have had a settlement with us, but he blew it just like he's blowing the case. We shouldn't even be talking about documents that they obtained. We, should, we wouldn't even know about them if he had settled the case. But attention, Jack Smith, if you don't already have all the documents that they got in their discovery, go subpoena, and I'm sure they'll turn them over that day, all the documents that Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman's lawyers have in their disposal from what they got from Rudy Giuliani. And since you've already taken a proffer Remember, Rudy Giuliani went in two weeks ago and testified under oath, not to the grand jury, but to the, uh, the Department of Justice and Jack Smith's team. He was given a queen for the day immunity, meaning as long as he doesn't lie at that moment, they won't use anything that they, he tells them against him if they decide to indict him. If they have the information independently, then there's then there's no deal. But they won't use his exact words against him as long as he's telling the truth. Now the prosecutors are have to have to be wondering whether, based on these texts and emails that are now currently covered by privilege, but they'll be able to see soon whether he was telling the truth when he testified under oath to them. And if he wasn't, when Rudy Giuliani, not if, is indicted, which I've already predicted on Legal AF, they will include a new count for lying under oath to the federal government when they came in, bringing to a conclusion my hot take about how civil cases can, can positively impact justice in criminal 
cases. I do hot takes just like this one, connecting dots that you see and some that you don't even see. And I didn't even see until I started preparing the hot take only on the Midas Touch Network. We pull it all together in a long format podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe for free on the Midas Touch Network. We call it Legal AF. I do it on Wednesdays and I do it on Saturdays with my co-anchors Ben Micellis and Karen Friedman Ignifolo. I'm Michael Popak. You can follow me on all things social media, including threads at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.